Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. He's back. Chad is tan, rested, and ready, everybody. Be very afraid. And welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Don't Wake Up, Ted Cruz Cheeseman. And I'm Pastor Chad Sowash. And on this week's show, Job Vite gets jazzy. ZipRecruiter gets zippy and JP Morgan gets second chancy. We'll be right back after ransacking Giuliani's Brownstone. You know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually, I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvite. Oh yeah, Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job boards, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobvite.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. Decentralized process. What's the website for your new uh, marital services? Is that uh, chadmarries.com or something? Yeah, there's more stress going into marrying somebody than prepping for a podcast. Fuck that. (laughs) So tell the listeners what the hell that was all about. Yes, I went to the Isle of Palms last week and actually married a couple of uh, very dear friends. I uh, went on online and, and and got a, I guess you could call it just an efficient license. Uh-huh. Uh, married them by the beach. It was amazing. We had a blast. And I came home, this was amazing, to a box of beer, Irish whiskey, yeah. And gelato. We have the best listeners Jesus, so out much, there. So much for your diet. Yeah. So so real quick, I got to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Starting to drink. I received a kick-ass IPA and John beer from Victoria Conley in the Philadelphia area. And yes, I am so John right now. Thanks, uh, Victoria. And shut up, Ed. <laughs> James and the team over at Righteous Gelato sent me a whole damn box Mm -hmm. of gelato. And for our listeners, 
uh, this is literally the best fucking gelato that's out there. I can't get it locally. So everybody's like, you know, hey, can I come over and get some gelato? And I'm like, no, stay the fuck away from my gelato. Did they deep freeze that from like Canadian glaciers to get it to you still cold? How did that work? Yeah, dry ice, Joel. It's called technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not cheap, man. I bet your uh, your, your marriage license it's, certificate it's costs less than that shit. But I would say, I would say nice. you got, you got the, you got the, uh, red breast Irish whiskey too, right? Yeah. There's no hate in that. No hate in that. Oh, yeah. That was from yeah. our buddy Oris. Yes. Oris. Coolest name ever. Oris. Hi. Hey baby. My name is Oris. From job description. AI. That's yeah. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not hating on the red breast Irish whiskey. Uh, mm. it was not the 21 or the 15. It was the 12, but that's okay. I'll take the 12. It goes down nicely. Well, are you excited about SNL on this Saturday featuring starring Elon Musk? Nothing like paying your way into uh, an SNL. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, if that was the case. Bezos would just be the guest every week. Yeah, he's spending all his money on HGH. How much does Dogecoin go up after the uh, SNL episode? <laughs> it better. 800 something like that. It's been taking a fucking dive, so it better. Good Lord. Shout out to our friends in Indiana. Yes. Uh, Amplify. Fishers-based Indiana Amplify was acquired this week by 15.5 for Uh about 50 million buckaroonies. Uh, Amplify had raised 33 million, so it's not exactly the the home run that the VCs probably imagined, but it still still buys a lot of beer, that 50 million. Well, if they would have come on firing squad, they would have quintupled (laughs) that fucking number. So since you didn't get back to us. (laughs) They would return one email from any of us. At this show. Yeah. Things could have, you could have had an extra zero on that 50 amplify if you just come on Chad and cheese, but that's right. Because uh, listeners like Morgan Woods who tweeted the Chad and cheese is giving me life this morning. She was listening to our fear, loathing and zip recruiter podcast. Morgan, uh, you're making me tear up. I've been gone too long. Come back to that love. Uh, (laughs) EM Partington, Agrees uh, with our reopening and vaccination points. Employees Mm -hmm. and employers have choices, right? Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, speaking of love, our boy Mason Wong at Lyft loves him some air tags. You got into quite a, a dialogue with him this week. What the hell was that about? Yeah, it's funny. It's like uh, <laughs> Julie uses uh, the tiles, the little tiles so that uh-huh. she doesn't lose her keys. So there's like an app and you just put a tile on your keys or put a tile on something you don't want to lose. Yeah. And Mason said, hey, we could put these on candidates when they come in to interview. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 or put it on my 80-year-old father would be yeah. a better better yeah. idea. That but might, I don't know. I, there probably will be businesses made around air tags that do involve some sort of an employment visitor thing, interview Maybe a thing. I don't know. Check in, but I don't I don't know that you need that. I mean, if the the person is connected through their mobile phone mm-hmm. and they they log into the app, why I don't understand what the tags are for other than other security perspective needs but that's not an that's not a, a a recruiting thing that's more of a security thing so i think it's more security less recruiting so you disagree with mason is that what you're saying 
Yeah, love Mason to death, but I think uh, he's gone way too Star Trek on this one. Phasers on stun, Mason. Phasers on stun. <laughs> Speaking of going too far, uh, your buddy Connor McGregor, uh, Ultimate Fighting Machine, uh, sold his stake in Proper 12 Irish Whiskey. Smart. Speaking of red breasts as well, for a whopping 600 million, 600 million yeah. dollars. Yeah. Holy Dude. shit. And it sucks. <laughs> Proper 12 is proper shit, just so everybody knows. If you Welcome haven't drunk to it, all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> and that stuff is crap. <laughs> Much like the Sassholes podcast we were on. What the fuck was that about? Wow. That was weird, huh? <laughs> That was so, weird. So after Pete Jansen's dropped a teaser video, uh, a listener dropped a DM to me and said, uh, and asked if Pete was the my pillow guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot like when an anti-vaxxer invaded my Facebook feed one weekend, what? just randomly, and it just shit got weird really quickly. But where it didn't get weird was I uh, I did an interview uh, last week with our buddy uh, Craig Fisher. Uh, about about all kinds of stuff, but uh, uh-huh. if you haven't checked that out, um, Craig Fisher's podcast. I don't even know what it's called, but it's awesome. <laughs> Fish Dogs Live or something. I don't know. Okay, what it's rapid fire shout outs. <laughs> Martin Redstone tweeted a sunny UK pick. You don't see those too often. No. He was walking the dog in the park, listening to Chad and Cheese. Uh, Jarvis Carell showing off her new Chad and Cheese t-shirt while walking in the hood and listening to some Chad and Cheese. Looking good, Jarvis. And new listener, Andrea Petrocini. Petrocini, uh, maybe, uh, said he just <laughs> discovered the podcast, connected with me immediately on LinkedIn, and obviously we're his kind of people. So appreciate y'all listening. Uh, we need more of that. And also free t-shirts. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Go to chadcheese.com. Click on free in, in the upper right-hand corner. You could possibly win t-shirts by Emissary. Yep. Beer by Adzuna. Yeah. That's right. We deliver beer to your doorstep. Thanks to Adzuna. And then the coup de gras bourbon. Mm, it's so sexy. Oh, yeah. It tastes so good going down. That's right. Win free bourbon and a, a tasting session with us, mm-hmm. Robert Ruff, and just yeah. a good time. We need to highlight that we, you and I don't actually deliver the beer. <laughs> Someone else delivers it. it we're, we're not that high highbrow here around here. But so the way you said it was a little bit like we're going to show up with beer, which would be yeah. cool. And hey, if you write a check, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, anything else? How about some breaking news for your ass? <laughs> okay. Over here, Joel, we've got breaking news. Uh yeah. Ceridian will be acquiring Ideal.com. What do you have on that? All right. So Ceridian today announced it has entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Ideal. Hmm. Uh, you know you know, Ceridian is a uh, talent management system. They do about every fucking thing. They're a little, little company. Uh, anyway, so Ideal uh, says they're a leading talent intelligence software provider. They're based out of Toronto, Ontario, beautiful Great White North. This acquisition is anticipated to optimize Ceridian's talent management offering once Ideal's capabilities are integrated into the Dayforce platform, which is Ceridian's uh, little product there, the acquisition is, is expected to close on April 30th, 2021. 
quick one on this because it just came in. I mean, ideal mm-hmm. is matching, screening, chat, and everything Ceridian is not. Ceridian is anemic on the talent side of the house. So this is going to give them a product on the hiring side that really, you know, they, they, they don't have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll need to dig in a little bit deeper on this, but it's, you know, it's, it's smart. It doesn't really make them a player on the recruitment side of the house. I don't think, uh, but yeah. it's a step. I just want to underscore that uh, when we were going over uh, LaRock's numbers and you and I debated where the money and where the energy is going to go. And I said, talent uh, recruitment, and you said, fuck that, it's going into human capital management. Oh, yeah. It's still well. Maybe I'm on the right track. It's still human well. capital management buying up a recruiting tool. We'll Very see smart. more of that, I think. We'll Very see more smart. of that. And then there was another buying spree happening oh on God. the Jobvite side. That's right. Sponsor Jobvite. Full disclosure on the show. Full disclosure. Yeah, they, they, did some, <laughs> they did some acquisition this week, some acquisition. This week was great. By Monday, we had our first three topics for the show. <laughs> so I, I got to take the rest of the week off, which was nice. So uh, Jobvite, which all our listeners know and love. Uh, so like Jobvite's last big shopping spree, uh, this one was also funded by K1 Investment Management. Uh, Jazz HR's Pete Lampson will serve as CEO with our buddy Aman Brar joining the board of directors. Uh, listeners will know Aman as founder of text recruiting solution Canvas uh, before getting acquired by Jobvite and becoming their CEO two years ago. Uh, Jobvite, Jazz HR, and Next Thing, that's NXT Thing, RPO, will continue to operate under their respective brands. Additional investment has been made to fund hiring uh, all the companies, however, the money, the dollar, the price tag was not disclosed, unlike the last time Jobvite rolled up Canvas Rollpoint and Telemetry and announced that they had raised $200 million to do so. Uh, terms were not disclosed on this one, uh, which was which was kind of interesting. So what's your first take? What's your hot take on this acquisition? Well, let's break this up into three segments real quick. So we've got Amon leaving Jazz HR and then next thing. So let's hit Amon leaving first. Okay. Uh, so peop- I, I've had a bunch of people DM me and they're making a big deal about Amon leaving a CEO. And I mean, let's face it, dude, the guy deserves a fucking breather. He was responsible for the integration of the original K1 roll-up. Dan got the deal done and Amon uh, did all the hard work in putting Canvas, Telemetry, and Rollpoint together. So, you know, I don't see, this isn't a big surprise to me. I actually got a call. I was on my, my way back from South Carolina. I got a call from Amon. We had a great conversation and he's and he's like, he's just excited and happy to spend time with his family for once. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean, I there's obviously taking a break and going to Hawaii for a week and there's, you know, leaving the whole CEO seat and then going into the board directors. So I imagine, you know, Amon didn't come from our space. You know, he started Canvas after being, I think, at Cha Cha and you know, some other place. I I'm forgetting. Yeah. He started another company uh, that was not in our space. Mm-hmm. So my guess is Dan Dan Finnegan, who was the former CEO, probably he probably needed a break uh, and said, oh, God, Hey yeah. Amon, can you can you come on and uh, integrate these technologies? Can you do some recruiting, uh, do some acquisitions, roll some shit up, hire some folks, uh, and then and then peace out after like two years, which is roughly about where we are with that. So I will bet that we won't see them on after this gig and employment 
uh, ever again, um, which is kind of sad. It'd be nice to see him back in here, but I don't think that we will. He'll probably advise for a year or so uh, and step out. When I talk to them, uh, Dan is pretty much gone. And uh, people will remember the Resumator, uh, which yeah. then became Jazz.co, <laughs> uh, which then I guess was too hard to, for salespeople to pitch. So it became Jazz HR. That was a great, that was a great story, the Resumator. We won't get into it on this one. But so, yeah. so I'm on leaving. Uh, and, then, and then what were the other two little side, side discussions you wanted to have? Jazz HR. I don't think it's side. I think it's major. I think they're both major, but Jazz HR is definitely the the, the big one. You're looking at really an ecosystem for from SMB to enterprise. So yep. nobody's done this well. Remember, Taleo had Business Edition. ISIMS jumped into the SMB pool at one time oh, yeah. and both tried applying their enterprise experience and tech to SMB and it didn't stick. You already know Jazz works in the SMB segment. You already know Jobvite works in the upper echelon of SMB and also enterprise. Mm-hmm. Together, I think that is actually a winning combination. What do you think? So the the, the first big acquisition when they rolled up uh, Rollpoint Canvas and Telemetry, it was it was mostly a, a feature, Point a feature solutions. add-on, right? Yeah. And and so this was a little bit bigger. This was like it's a lot bigger, I think. Yeah, I mean this was like uh I don't know, this is like the beer company that buys up the wine company and then like the liquor company. It's like whatever you want and what wherever you are in your journey, we're going to be there for you. So, yeah. okay. Some of these small businesses that jazz uh, services, they're going to become big businesses and they're going to move up to job bites. Transition. So that's going to be a yeah, they're going to transition to the big yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyone that like, oh, we're going to test the waters on this RPO thing. Okay. Oh, we got that shit too. So it's it continues to be this, this one platform, one-stop shop to rule them all. Yeah. And this one is a big step forward. I was surprised they didn't mention the price tag after they had mentioned uh, the 200 million last time. K1 is obviously really serious about this shit. Uh, K1 primarily invests in enterprise level software. So they see a, a much bigger play to move more people into into that space, space which is interesting. The one bit of criticism that I found interesting uh, was that K1 seems to have a lot of control uh, bringing in a basically a smaller CEO into a bigger entity and having him run that yeah. uh, seems seems ripe for potential problems or challenges. Um, and that K1 is sort of pulling the strings on what's going on. Obviously, neither one of us have insight on K1's uh, motivations, I would think, other, other than make money. But they seem to have a lot of control over what's going on there at Jobbyte. Yeah, I, I wouldn't dispute that, but I also think that this is a it's it's not like Pete doesn't have CEO experience. It's not like he does he hasn't grown an organization. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be him being the whipping boy overall. Uh the the, the next RPO piece, th- this is where many people are befuddled. And I, I really see this as incredibly smart. Coming from just a short stint in RPO, we were always in the US. The UK does things in entirely different. But in the US, we try to standardize a stack so you can go in and have standard process methodologies automatically, right? And boom, boom, boom. Not just have an outsourcing human component, but also an outsourced 
tech component. So this has been happening for years just in reverse. Now we have a tech provider that says, hey, look, for all of our customers, we can automatically offer, especially in this landscape, when you know people were not building to scale up, they will have RPO assets available to them quickly, whether it's in in short um, engagements or bigger engagements, I guarantee you, this is one of the things that they saw from a gap in a market standpoint. I, I think it's smart. I'm not sure. It'll We'll see how it plays out, but I love this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a challenge for sure, but if they pull it off, it'll be, it'll be pretty genius. It'll be pretty genius. I, I, I dig it. Well, all they're missing is a gig platform, I guess. They need to go buy <laughs> go buy a gig platform, which is what I thought Jobcase had done. Uh, so you're on the golf course doing whatever. Uh, yeah. You were enjoying your life. And uh, you send me a text that says, you said, said Jobcase <laughs> has just bought Upwork. And I'm like, how is that even possible? It's not. And then I looked it up online like, no, it was Upward. So... Spell check sometimes on the golf course. Spell check and beer, kids. That's what happens. Yeah. Fred calls me on the golf course and he's like, hey, combination. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm supposed to be, you know, on vacation with my family right now, but I couldn't have this happen without giving you a call. And so we had just a quick conversation. And yeah, I mean, buying upward, this for them to be quite frank, I think is just an add-on. First and foremost, you're buying somewhat of a competitor. It has better distribution and matching. Uh, It's a way for Jobcase to help employers utilize those types of features without actually buying point solutions and integrating them into their ATS. So I see this as a cheat code for Jobcase to say, hey, just use us. Instead of buying those point solutions, we will help you do all of the matching and all of the distribution and those types of things. So I think it's it's a great it's a great move from Jobcase standpoint. Yeah, and it's a great way to add some clients. So this is Jobcase's oh, yeah. first acquisition uh, since it launched, and the company is expected to increase its existing 110 million members and 20 million monthly active users by 30 percent. Um, it will it will retain all team members of Upward.net as part of the as part of the deal, uh, and with the move, Jobcase is touting itself as quote the third largest online career destination end quote. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I don't I don't know much about Upward.net. It, it looks like it's been bootstrapped since the beginning. Uh, it's about a decade old. There's nothing in Crunchbase in terms of money that it's raised. Um, it acquired Proven back in 2019, which I'm sure we talked about, but I, I don't remember 2019 very well, <laughs> which was done to expand its small business offering. Uh, Proven had raised $4.8 million. So clearly Upward has some money or access to money um, yeah. if they were buying a company that size. Here's, here's the hard part. And Fred knows this, their whole team knows, especially on the technical side, is the integration and transition, right? So the integration of upward tech and possible transition of upward users toward job case, uh, that needs to be eloquent instead of what we've seen over the years of kind of like just ham-fisted, just slam it in approach, right? So I think 
That's going to be the big key. Could this work? Could it be amazing? Yes. Will it? Got to see how the execution happens. Interesting. It feels like a trend that these 10-year-old companies are getting getting snagged up, snap swapped up. Is that just me? Like the the VC, the VC runways are ending for a lot of these companies. Exactly. And they're, they're, for, they're for sale. Yep. Clearance rack. Clearance rack. The or you can just go ahead and flop out that IPO. <laughs> Like I'm tired of doing this. Can we sell this shit? What's that? What's that on the desk? Is that your IPO? Anyway, speaking of a ten year old company who started in 2010, ah, ZipRecruiter. There it so this is. is. This, this is. This is. Uh, I predicted this for like five years in a row. Uh, in case you missed it. After much prediction and speculation by yours truly, ZipRecruiter finally filed to go public through a direct listing on the NYSE, the LA-based company that launched in 2010 and has raised over $200 million in venture capital, says it's looking to raise as much as $100 million in the public offering. Soon to be known on the street as ticker symbol ZIP, the company reported net income of $86 million on revenue of $418.14 million for the year ended December 31st. 2020. Uh, they laid off a lot of people along the way. You might remember they said goodbye to nearly 40% of their employees two weeks into the pandemic. Uh, the company said more than 2.8 million businesses and 110 million job seekers have used ZipRecruiter since it was founded. Uh, it's been a long time since a notable company in our space has gone public. Damn you, Glassdoor. And I'll watch with great interest and excitement, as I'm sure you will too. What's your take? Yeah, I think the 40% was a part of the, the necessary evolution they should have taken before the pandemic. It just, they were using the pandemic as an excuse and they also needed to lean out for something like this. And I've got to, I've got to give it Ian. He didn't have managers give the word. He actually did it himself, right? So, but number one, they should have done it years ago to be able to focus on enterprise. And then also number two, they needed to lean out to, to be able to target for IPO. I, I personally think that ZipRecruiter is the next evolution of what a job board or whatever we're going to call it should be. They are a better version of Indeed. They really are. They post, then they go ahead and they engage in programmatic and they have that whole matching component, right? So post, match, invite, deliver, programmatic. So overall, I think ZipRecruiter is really the evolution of what a job board should be aspiring to be today. And if you remember, they have a very I don't, I don't know how big it is now, but they have a big contingent of individuals in Israel who focus on AI because they know the job board model of old cannot work. And that's what they are not. Interesting. So you're a, you're a, you, you give a buy rating to ZipRecruiter. We don't, we don't get financial advice and yeah, we don't I'm, know what the stock's going to go public yeah, at price yeah. wise, but uh, you're, you're, you sound bullish, bullish on that stock. Right now we have a ton of individuals who are saying, look, I'm not going back to work for starvation wages. You can fuck off, but that money's going to run out and they're going to have to go back to work. Yeah. Zip is going to spike. That's all there is to it. And when all of that spikes, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, they're, they're going to get, I think they're going to get a good number myself. Now, do you hold this? stock long term? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So I think there are four major headwinds uh, and I'll just sort of be brief about those. But I, I think that the job board label is going to be hard for it to shake uh, on the street. Obviously, it comes down to profits and growth, but the posting of jobs, histor- I mean, it's an old business, right? Like 
why would you know why would I invest in that when I can go invest in Snapchat or TikTok goes public or Airbnb or something sexy? So I think that'll be a headwind for it. Uh, historically, job boards don't do very well. Dice has not done very well uh, in that space. So that'll be a headwind. I think. I think programmatic could work against it. The challenge with programmatic when it's your programmatic is that it tends to lean toward your stuff and make you more profitable. Um, I've heard from a few recruiters that talk about Indeed IQ not being that great because it's all sort of geared toward making Indeed richer, whereas solutions like AppCast or Pando or Recruitology are are more about getting you better ROI. So I think that's a, that's a potential challenge. And if, if enterprise clients are leaning more on AppCast and some of the other established players? Uh, are they going to move their money over to a ZipRecruiter product? I think SMB recruitment is really challenged right now. I think gig platforms are taking a bite out of a lot of that stuff. You mentioned the, I'm not working, but if when they go back to work, are they going to gig? Are they going to, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I mean, McDonald's is offering 50 bucks for an interview and no one's going. So I don't know when that gets cleared up. It obviously has to at some point when the money runs out, but I think that's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, And lastly, we've kind of learned that if you don't own the rails in our business, which is a commodity business in many cases, you're just renting. And I feel I feel really so. There are two things working against ZipRecruiter. Number one is I think I think Google is a is a pain in the ass for job boards. Period. And I think that eventually there's going to be a tax on from Google on these job sites to get traffic, and that's going to cut into profits. And the other thing is advertising is is a little tougher. I mean, there's more fragmentation. There are more podcasts for them to advertise on. And which ones do you pick? There's with streaming, where do I put my ads? Because they're in this churn business of we create more ads, which creates more traffic, which creates more business, and it goes around and around. But if you stop the flow of money into advertising, we've seen that that, that becomes really tough. So I hope they crush it. I hope they do incredibly well. And I hope a lot more companies go public because we can talk about them. Um, and it'll be really fun. Uh, but I like you, there may be a pop in terms of people saying, Hey, the employment's going to blow up. People are hiring. Um, but longer term, do I think, you know, this is the next Microsoft? No. Yeah. Well, we will talk about on the other side of this next break, why you're wrong. I love it. (laughs) You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser, but Did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about TextKernel. 
Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways... TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> By the way, shout out. Shaker's been blogging some awesome shit lately. If you're not... Ooh. Full disclosure, they're a sponsor and we love them and they did our website. But like... <laughs> I've been waiting for an agency to sort of be really transparent and insightful on some of this shit. Yeah, and they, yeah. if you if you haven't checked out the the Shaker blog, I encourage you to do so. Uh, they revealed some site traffic data this week. Job searches down thirty to forty percent since January. Uh, yeah. Really interesting stuff. Well, Way they're making Shaker. some. They're do, they're doing some awesome stuff. This is their seventieth year. Just so everybody knows, their seventieth anniversary. They're no kid in this industry. <laughs> So, you know, they've got some awesome stuff coming. I see some some really cool stuff happening on the DEI front with John Graham as well. And yeah. before we get to LinkedIn, yep. I, I have to say this John American Pale Ale <laughs> is it, it, it's it's really it's really good. I'm not going to say it's it's yeah. it's, you know, delicious, but it's really good. And I think the the best thing about the beer is Benjamin Franklin writing the uh, the Liberty Bell on the can. Uh, That's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got awesome. a cheesesteak, I think, as he's swinging. <laughs> he does. He like, does. How many more Philly references can you throw into a, a can? Yeah, All he needs is good. a can of whiz on that thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, our buddy Ed Z, uh, I was, uh, I was, he's a poach client. So a little shout out to him. Uh, he's a poach, boy, he's a poach user. And, uh, I told him about the brain. He's like, yeah, that's pretty legit. That's pretty good shit. So if it's, if it gets Ed's approval, you know, it's good shit. <laughs> so anyway, LinkedIn. So Mike, Microsoft said Tuesday that LinkedIn marketing solutions has brought in more than 3 billion in revenue in the past 12 months, outpacing the likes of Snap and Pinterest. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said the unit's revenue was up over 60% year over year. Uh, last quarter, the company said growth in the unit was 53%. How? They pitched themselves as an anti-TikTok to advertisers and likely got a boost last year when a slew of advertisers <laughs> boycotted Facebook starting in the summer uh, and tried other other marketing channels. 
uh, eMarketer forecasts that LinkedIn will command 1.4% of U.S. digital ad revenue share in 2021. Not a whole lot when you think about Facebook at 25-ish and Google at 28-ish and Amazon at 10%. But hey, they're on the upswing. By the way, Microsoft usually doesn't talk about LinkedIn in its uh, quarterly uh, calls. So that was kind of interesting in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is the reason why I think Zip's going to do well. Yes, marketing versus jobs, but overall, it's the market. The, the market in itself, and I think this is a big wave, and I think it's going to carry. And, and this in itself, I think, is a solid industry indicator. So if you're a business and you didn't grow in late 2020 or early 2021 thus far, uh, you should probably you know look at yourself in the mirror this morning and, and, and ask the question, why? Uh-huh. Because every company, I think that you and I have probably talked to, most of the, most of the innovative companies, ones that have been around for a few years, they saw a hit in early 2020, go figure. Yep. But all of that came back hard in mid to late 2020, and it's doing just the same thing in 2021. So I think the wave is coming and I don't think that, you know, it's it's hit its zenith yet. He said came hard. Anyway, <laughs> we've been pretty hard on LinkedIn uh, the last few episodes. Oh, and I'm not I'm, done. I, I, okay, so I'm thinking like, <laughs> holy shit, what if they got their advertising uh, user friendly and worth a shit? And what if their job yes. postings yes. like were worth a shit? LinkedIn would it'd be scary. I mean, exactly. it, it'd be scary how how profitable LinkedIn could be. They get this shit yes. right. So it, it okay. So here's a rant from one of our listeners, and this is just talking about exactly they don't do much right, but yet they're still making all this cash. Here's a, a rant from a listener. So LinkedIn can't figure out the actual city in closest proximity of a job close to a, a military installation for employers to post jobs. LinkedIn is providing a spreadsheet, a spreadsheet for (laughs) clients to fill out with zip codes. They have to find the client has to find the zip codes that are close to the military installation so that they can post jobs and, and, and try to fill those positions. I mean, this is the amateur hour bullshit that's happening. And yet, and yet, they are still raking in the cash. Can you imagine if their algorithms were worth the shit, if their product was worth a shit? Because it's yeah. not. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Slack attack alert. Uh, Microsoft Teams now has like 145 million users on it. It's up yeah. from like 110 or something. So, Oh, yeah. Speaking of stocks, you might want to sell that slack, slack steak. <laughs> Again, we do not provide financial advice on this show. Do not come to us saying I bought this shit and it sucked and it's your fault because we don't we don't do that. And you can say it, but just as yeah, long as you have beer it. and, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. And we're not delivering it to your door unless you live in Fishers <laughs> or Columbus, Indiana. Maybe then. Uh, so wages, one of your one of your favorite topics. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of rants, uh, the Paycom CEO salary of $211 million, the number Fuck one me. highest paid CEO. In the Fuck world. me. Forget Reed Hastings. Forget like uh, <laughs> Paycom has. Anyway, anyway, you want to rant about that or just uh, touch on it? Because no, that's let's, not the biggest news. So. Yeah, they, they, there's a list of CEOs and their pay. It's like top 20 CEOs and their pay or some shit like that. And it is re- 
ridiculous. Uh, this Monday, we're actually launching, uh, we're, we're going to drop a podcast with Columbia professor um, Suresh Naidu. And we talk about really wage wars and the history of uh, of minimum wage and those types of things. And and the thing that stuck with me most was that you know there the the standard was about thirty times a CEO made thirty times that of an entry level worker. Mm-hmm. Today it's anywhere from three hundred and fifty to four hundred times. And I guarantee you that paycor motherfucker is like <laughs> way beyond that. Yeah, we'd be remiss to not mention uh, Professor Scott Galloway on the show uh, yes. for another week. But his podcast, yes. he interviews Al Franken, Senator Al Franken, and they talk a lot about disparity and, and all that stuff. So uh-huh. if you're interested in this topic, go check out uh, the Prof G uh, podcast. And but, listen to our Monday podcast. Do that too. Our, yeah, you just said that, uh, but say it again. Uh, so, <laughs> so what's weird about this is CEO pay used to be tied to performance. And now it's tied to like stock and what does the stock do? So you had situation of like the pandemic, all these stock value, you know, valuations went down and then like, and then they're paid on bringing it back. And like, it's just the whole thing is broken and and immoral, if I could say that. But anyway, uh, yeah, the disparity of, of, the, our, the country is pretty fucked up. So what anyway. Biden's having to start to do yep. is actually start this $15 minimum wage for federal contractors. And, and again, I want to, to point out that $15 an hour, close to doubling what we currently have as a minimum wage, is only around $30,000 a year before taxes. That, that, on, is, that is a pittance. It's like, again, government has to push so that we can try to get people out of starvation wages into the prospect of yeah. maybe getting into living wages. Well, I, I mean, I applaud this move because Congress uh, couldn't get anything done like the a-holes As that, usual. that they usually are. So he's Fuckers. signing an executive order or he signed an executive order on Tuesday requiring the $15 pay raise. Uh, this is sort of this sort of rolls rolls in uh, over time. Um, but, you know, I think. I think that it's a great example to say, look, uh, if what I can do, I'm going to do. And then hopefully there are some case studies, some research done that this $15 uh, on a federal contract level is good and helps incentivize Congress uh, to get off their asses and, and figure something out. I don't see that happening, unfortunately. <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's it's the sign of the times you have everybody going back to their their homes and talking to their constituents and saying, hey, I'm working for you. And no, you're not. If that was the case, you would know what it actually costs to live here. It's, it's interesting as we as we kind of like segue into Amazon, you know, these are this is a company with money. Yes, it is. By the way, did you see the address last night? I, I saw the highlights. Yeah. What were what, what were your thoughts when you saw Kamala and Pelosi behind him? That to me, my heart just dropped. I mean, because I, I didn't even think about it until I saw it, and I yeah. thought that's fucking awesome. It was. I thought about, I thought about all the you know the the gr- little girls or you know young young women yep. that have never just took for granted that it will never be that way or that you know the world will never skew that way. And what they must have thought looking at that. And I thought it was amazing. I thought it was awesome. It was so cool. 
Anyway, uh, your buddies at Amazon, your faves, your BFFs. Uh, so Amazon is giving about half a million of its workers a pay raise. The e-commerce giant announced that it's bumping pay by between 50 cents and $3 an hour for over 500,000 of its U.S. operations employees, which will go into effect mid-May. Positions that will be impacted span customer fulfillment, delivery, and many others. You're plotting this, right? Uh, Jeff Bezos spends more <laughs> on HGH than that in a year. I mean, <laughs> it's come on. So th- this is akin to throwing crumbs at peasants who are working at the field in the fields. <laughs> Jeff Bezos by himself is still worth more than all of that combined and his workers. Let's let's focus on how he actually makes this money. His workers are the ones delivering every day on the Amazon brand, not him. He had an idea. Okay. That idea is worth something. I totally appreciate it. Although the people who actually deliver on it are the ones who are doing the hard work. They deserve the cash. So to be able to, to, to applaud somebody for paying his, his workers who are pissing in garbage cans, getting them out of possibly, possibly starvation wage ranges into living wages, good for him. That's fucking awesome. You piece of shit. Raise him to fucking 30. Let's see that. (laughs) How can you be so mean to the greatest entrepreneur of our generation? Good God. He employs a million, over a million people. Like how many employees are amped? Anyway. Off their backs. (laughs) Money off their backs, dude. He has more fun penis fighting with Elon over whose (laughs) rocket can uh, look more phallic as it it goes in the air. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, we're running long. Let's take a quick break and uh, (laughs) we'll talk about second chances, which we're hoping some listeners give us after this episode. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. So JP Morgan Chase. Yes. Speaking of papers. Papers. JP Morgan Chase is expanding its second chance hiring initiative. What's that you ask? It offers employment opportunities to people with criminal records. The bank has hired 2,100 employees through the initiative since it began in Chicago 18 months ago and will now begin offering the program in Columbus, Ohio. I assume you're a fan of this. I am. Yep, me too. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, Jamie Dimon actually said, said giving more people a second chance allows businesses to step up and do their part to reduce recidivism, hire talented workers, and strengthen the economy. The biggest issue that we see with individuals who were actually convicted and they come out is that they want a chance and they don't get it. And the only the only option they have is to go back to what they knew before. In, in, in many cases, they were doing what they did before, not because that was something that was in their heart 
that they wanted to do. It was because they had to provide for their family. Right. And I think as Americans, that's one of the things that we have to do a much better job of is, is stop pointing at people and saying you're wrong for doing those things and asking why. Right. And in this case, being able to hopefully, you know, keep those individuals in a good job, pay them well, right? Not starvation wages, but paying them a living wage plus, giving them the skills that they they can take hopefully for a career, not just with JP Morgan, but maybe to somewhere else next. That to me is that is gold. Yeah, and keep in mind, I think it was uh I think it was JP Morgan that uh uh banned the box. They they took that out of all their their hiring initiatives um, which everybody as well. should so, as they should now obviously warm and fuzzy and feels good but there's also some market dynamics here that i think it make it necessary so there are more than 70 to 100 million americans uh with criminal records um and this is a valuable valuable pool of employees uh as companies juggle labor shortages and jockey for more diverse workforces um i talked about mcdonald's last week offering 50 bucks just to have an interview. Uh, so you have, uh, obviously, people don't want to work. We've talked about that. But you also have immigration stalled, whether that be Trump's policies or whether it be the pandemic. This demands out-of-the-box thinking when it comes to hiring people if you want folks to flip burgers and do all the things that need to be done. Market forces are going to make it so that you have to look at folks with criminal records, and particularly with marijuana and decriminalization of that. Yeah, um, That's going to be a lot of people that really are not dangerous whatsoever. I also, however, think that the stories where we talk about monitoring employees and chips and cameras and everything else, I think think that is going to be a reaction to hiring more folks with criminal records. I think monitoring employees is going to be much more of a thing to help calm people's minds about who they're hiring and make sure that they're that they're covered in case of legal liability and all that other all that other crap. I think you're gonna, you're going to see more monitoring of employees as a result. Yeah, and and to finish on a very happy note because I was just on vacation and I'm yeah. not as uh, salty right now. I, this <laughs> these are the types of programs that every single organization that's listening to this podcast right now, you need to investigate. Stop the bullshit of saying, well, we can't because, right? Say we can because. And, and that's the, the biggest thing from our standpoint in our communities. We had an entire industrial complex that was doing nothing but pushing individuals into the criminal system, right? Into the correctional system. And that was wrong, How do we rectify that? You can either be the problem, a continuation of the problem, or be a part of the answer. And the only thing we're asking is that you be, please, a part of the answer. We We out. out. I'm Rory from Scotland, the country which brought you electricity. Thank you for listening to podcast with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Nada niente. Um, anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Player, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. 
If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.